I am looking forward to 2022. And although there are a lot of blessings, let me say there were a lot of blessings in 2021. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to the continuation of what God's doing in 2022. I'm looking forward to a new thing. I'm looking forward to the latter rain. I'm looking forward to it all in 2022. Um, so I've been like really prayerful about like, okay, God, what do you want me to do for season six? So season six was supposed to come out last year, but life. <laughs> and, and I was just like, God, okay, what? Because I don't want the podcast to just become a chore. Um, I don't want it to just be something to just put out there just for likes or kicks or anything like that. I want it to be where I'm saying something important. I'm saying something that God would have me to say. So as I'm seeking God, he's letting me know that there will be some shift in this year in the way we, we podcast here at Faith in It with Kay. Um, so I'll be taking it season by season, y'all. Um I don't know what that means. I don't know what each season will look like for this year, but I'll be just taking it season by season, um, letting God refine and do what he will. Um, season six for sure is going to be different. Um, as many of us are in or will be entering a corporate fast in the new year, I hear God wanting me to talk um, as it pertains to fasting. So in the next three weeks, we're going to talk about what fasting is, and the the other two weeks, we'll talk about uh, benefits of fasting, and specifically dealing with the benefits um, that I'm seeking, um, or two of them, I should say, because um, there are many benefits to fasting. Um, so it's important that you do your own research, because uh, fasting... <laughs> has evolved in such a big thing, um, such a big thing, um, in such a very amazing, like, fasting has evolved in a beautiful way, um, and for the church anyway, um, and I think we are seeing so many different kinds of fasting, you know, whether it's a Daniel fast, whether it's fasting from negative thoughts, whether it's um, fasting uh, from secular music or fasting from TV. Um, there's so many like kind of different of fast uh, facets of fasting now, depending on what it is that we are seeking God for. Or, um, but I I think for the purpose of this, um, my uh, we're currently doing a uh, Daniel fast, so I'll just be coming mostly from that, but. You know, in the first episode of season one, that's what we'll be talking about. We'll be talking about fasting. Um, yeah, what it is. <laughs> what is fasting? So that's what we're going to be talking about in the first episode um, of season one. Because, uh, you know, like I said, many of us are in or entering into a corporate fast. Um, and if you're not doing a corporate fast, more than likely you're doing um, a singular solo fast, maybe with a friend or so, um, which, you know, in a sense is still, it might not be as big as we, when we look at the church body, but it's still, um, a corporate you're entering in with someone else. So for the purpose of time, I just want to make sure, um, what I am hearing, <laughs> um, 
these conversations will be concise. So I know you guys are used to like an hour long podcast. It has to be um, an hour long podcast episode with two, three, four parts. <laughs> um, but these conversations, um, as we talk about fasting, will be in 20 minutes or less. Yep, you heard it. <laughs> 20 minutes or less. So we're going to be diligent with your time um, as we talk about these different things. And like I said, we're going to take it uh, season by season, episode by episode, uh, just to make sure that I am speaking to you what God wants to say, um, doing those things that he wants to be done through this podcast. Um, Because it's not, it's not about me. It's not about (laughs) what I want to talk about. Um, So I just want to make sure that I'm being obedient. So I hope you will be patient. Um, I pray that the content that we put forth will be content that is speaking to you in a mighty way. Um, I pray that if it's not speaking to you, maybe share it because maybe it's for someone else that you might know. Um, But I'm looking forward to us, um, you know, seeing where this ride goes in 2022, because I think I think it's going to be an amazing year. Actually, I'm believing I'm I'm believing it's going to be an amazing year for me. I pray that you're believing that it's going to be an amazing year for you uh, because God is such a limitless God. So I'm believing for the impossible in 2022, like shifting in a way that only he can do Um, things happening suddenly, you know, suddenly not having to wait (laughs) two, three years (laughs) for these things to happen. But suddenly, because God is also a God of suddenly, he is a God of, you know, the minutes, the hours the days, the weeks, the years, like he is a God of all those things, but he's also a God of suddenly. So that's what I am believing God for, those suddenly things, those suddenly change, transforming things, life, life, ooh, can't speak, y'all, life transforming things um, in 2022. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode one of season six. Yes, we are here for 2022. And as I, as mentioned, we are going to talk about fasting, right? So most of us, we are in the throes of a fast right now because generally at the top of the year, that's what we do, right? Um, we go into a fast to essentially consecrate our year uh, to God, to seek him uh, for direction for that year. Now, the term fasting has become so popularized by dieters as many people practice intermittent fasting as a way to control weight and appetite or not eating before a major surgery or medical procedure. Dictionary.com defines fasting as to abstain from all or some kinds of food or drink, especially as a religious observance. So as the saints call it, it's basically put it down or place and drawing closer to God. Abstaining from those things that weigh us down in order to seek God in an intentional way. That's essentially what fasting fasting is uh, when we take a look at it. It's giving up something in order to 
pull or draw ourselves closer to God and what God has to say in the season. So removing those things that are distracting us. So maybe um, whether it's overeating, whether it's um, overindulging in secular TV. So fasting has evolved as it pertains to what we lay aside, but the principle remains the same. It is drawing closer to God. So whether you're giving up meats, sweets, TV, secular pleasures, um, you know, bad thoughts or bad thought processes, um, the intent should remain the same that we are running to and seeking God in some way. We are hoping to draw closer to God in that moment, to hear from God, to lay aside everything, every weight uh, that we're, you know, carrying in order to pick up whatever it is that God wants to say. So as many of us are embarking on our yearly fast to, like I said, to consecrate our new year and seeking God, um, God's direction for the year, the most popular fast still remains a Daniel fast. The Daniel fast is genuine vegetarian fast, eating veggies and fruits while abstaining from specific while abstaining specifically from meats and sweets. When most of our congregations, you know, declare a fast, the most prominent scripture uh, basis remains Isaiah, right? Isaiah 58, 3 verse 9, or 3 through 9, I'm sorry. Where God is talking through his prophet Isaiah to the people who have gone astray, you know. You know, when you read the Old Testament, there's so many times of this, you know, despite the miracles that God um would wrought in their lives and, you know, bringing them out of Israel or Egypt, I'm sorry, into the promised land, you know, oftentimes when they get into a place, which we often all do, when we get into a place of comfort, when we get into a place of um, frustration or whatever it may be, uh, we might find moments where we stray away from God. So this is that kind of moment, right? So Isaiah 58 verses three through nine, I'm going to read the new international version. And it says, why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of our fasting, you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife and in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for people to humble themselves? It is only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying in sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this the kind of fast I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of yoke, of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk. 
So we generally, you know, that's a mouthful, right? But we generally focus on verse six, where God's, where God is saying, it's not, he didn't call us to look like we're fasting, right? So for one day to be able to act or pretend to be good or to walk around sad or, you know, (laughs) because most of the time you're hungry, right? (laughs) So sometimes it is hard to, you know, walk around with a smile on your face, but God is saying, that's not what I've called you to. It's not that kind of fast. It's not that pretentious fast. He's, so we mostly focus on verse six where he, where God says, is not this the kind of fast I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke? to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. So God is saying that when a fast is called, it's a fast that's about to change everything. That's about to break chains off of our lives and, you know, whatever is binding us, whatever is keeping us from him during the fast, that's usually when he takes hold of it, he breaks it, um, and he brings us forth in the way that he intends for us to be, right? So when we're able to kind of really surrender to him, that's what the fast will do. It, it brings forth a certain freedom um, and a certain trust in God. Matthew 6 verse 16 warns us not to look like we're fasting, um, but to wash our, quote unquote, wash our faces, right? So don't go out looking raggedy and hungry, even though you might be hungry, <laughs> you know, get you some nuts or whatever you got to do. Eat you an apple. But make sure that you're not going out looking sad or angry or hungry. So Joel 2, 12 through 17 talks about the heart of fasting. Entering in to fasting willingly. Laying down all our brokenness before God and receiving a joyful heart. So, you know, in Joel, it just basically talks about being willing to go into the fast, right? being willing to lay down everything that we've been dealing with, every issue, every apprehension, completely putting those things in front of God and saying, here, this is, I'm giving you these things, this load that I've been kind of carrying, right? Uh, Pouring our hearts out to him and allowing him to fill us, right? To fill us with his joy and fill us with those desires that he has for us. So in Wanted to share with you why we generally do a 21-day Daniel fast. I searched Daniel, right? Um, and it seems we've taken Daniel 1, 11 through 12, and Daniel 10, 2 through 3. So we've kind of put those scriptures together in order to kind of get what we now do, which is the Daniel fast, uh, the 21-day Daniel fast. So verse Daniel 1, 11 through 12 says, Daniel then said to the guard whom the chief officials had, had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Az- Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. And in chapter 10, 2 through 3, it says, At that time, I, Daniel, mourn, Mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine, touched my lips, and I used no lotion at all until the three weeks were over. So it seems we've taken 
those two chapters and kind of put them together in coming into the Daniel fast. And, you know, it's been said that it takes about 21 days for new habits to form. So I, I, you know, it might also be within the age that we're in also basically kind of cleansing our thoughts and our processes and also our body because it takes a while to cleanse all the junk and the gunk that we've been putting into our bodies. But I really wanted to, and Daniel is so interesting. So my best friend and I have actually been studying uh, Daniel. So we started with uh, Joseph and now we're in Daniel. And Daniel is such a complex book, right? Because <laughs> it goes from Daniel talking about current things to prophetic things that are coming later on. So it's it's such a layered book. But in reading Daniel, you know, in chapter one, um, which is so interesting, and I'm still seeking God for this. So um, it's so interesting because I think we often don't pay attention to the fact that Daniel ate these vegetables and water. So Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah, they ate vegetables and water for three years. Like when we read chapter one, it says that the the time appointed by the king to test the young men that he uh, brought in from, uh, I believe it was Judah, to test them and to teach them the their new way um, of doing things in the kingdom. Because when you read Daniel chapter one, I'm actually going to go over it over there. So just bear with me uh, for a little bit. But when you read chapter one of Daniel, it starts off, it starts off with them uh, essentially in captivity. Uh, It says, verse one, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, King of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles of the temple temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put it in the treasure house of his God. So when we meet Daniel, he's in captivity um, because the king at that time... Um, Nebuchadnezzar decides to bring some of the young men. Um, and, it, you know, verse four says, young men without any, without any perfect defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. So this was, and it says, the king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine, from the king's table, they were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. So when we read about Daniel and his friends, or you know, it doesn't necessarily say what their specific relations are, um, but when we read, they they eat vegetables and water um, for three years. So it was quite a long time. So part of me, you know, have been wondering maybe. Um, that Daniel might have been a vegetarian. Um, But it's also possible that he was just so disciplined that he fasted for three years. Um, The Bible doesn't really specify it, but we do know that from chapter one, him eating uh, the vegetables and drinking water was something that occurred over the span of three years. Um, So when we meet him in chapter 10... He's been getting these uh, different visions and revelations. 
So he's going deeper to seek God. Um, you know, he's going deeper in seeking God. And it specifically says in chapter <clears throat> in chapter 10, so it doesn't just say, you know, vegetables and water. Um, it says that he ate no choice food, no meat or wine, touched my lips, and I used no lotion at all until three weeks. Until, until the three weeks were over. So when I read that, I was like, oh, okay. So maybe he really did fast <laughs> for three years. Because in chapter 10, he talks about not eating any um, delicacies or so no meat, no wine. So like we read when we read about Daniel, we read about just how disciplined he is in his fast. And, and we realize, so honestly... I would encourage you to go ahead and read the book of Daniel because now I'm rambling. So (laughs) go ahead and read the book of Daniel. Like once you get to chapter like seven, you're going to be like, what? Um, (laughs) Because, you know, I got stuck there a little bit. But when you read the book of Daniel, you understand that it is this discipline of fasting that really guides his life. You know, like Every chapter, essentially, he is seeking God and fasting and praying. He makes no decisions without going to God. He elicits the prayers of his friends. And then you read, in, even in the chapter, how his life so spoke God that the king fasted as well. So this, this Babylonian king who... Actually, no, this is King Darius. I'm sorry, this is King... Darius, I believe it was. So this was a new king who had taken over. Um, So when Daniel was thrown into the den of lions, he caused this king so, so loved and, you know, cared for him that it caused, it drew the king to God to fast and, and, and fast and pray for Daniel um, and then to then after afterwards declare the the might, the will, and the power of God to save. So, you know, Daniel is such a powerful book of just the power of fasting and how when we allow fasting to be a part of our normal life. Now, I'm not saying, I don't know, I'm not there yet where I'm fasting for, you know, uh, three years. But, it you know, to a certain extent, it sounds like a vegetarian uh diet but you know it's it's that discipline that when you read Daniel it's that discipline that con- God, God constantly bombards him with wisdom and knowledge um, not only for his life but for those around him and in the midst of each time when God gives him the wisdom that he needs and the protection that he needs God elevates him in a way that he didn't even ask for so I encourage you that as you're going through this fast, that you just seek God, seek God's plan, seek his purpose, see what he will have for you. I mean, honestly, (laughs) the world is trash. (laughs) Like, there's nothing like for us to search for externally out there. So it's just, I encourage you to give God's will a try. Like, give God's will a try. Seek him. Try fasting. If, you, if you've never fasted before, maybe you can't go to 21 days, but maybe you can go do seven days. 
you know, start where you are. Maybe you can't fast food um, because sometimes there are dietary restrictions and different things like that. So you can't fast food, but maybe you can fast um, your favorite TV shows that really aren't speaking anything to you. Um, if you're out there, you know, doing marital things that you don't need to be doing, maybe you're fasting from that or abstaining from that. Um, whatever it is, those things that are kind of weighing you down and separating you from God, kind of laying those things aside and saying, hey, God, here I am, speak. (laughs) Um, I encourage you to do that, to start your year off that way, because we all know as these coronavirus keep mutating and coming out with some different singer or karate uh, (laughs) or sorority or fraternity um, variant, like we need the wisdom of God to kind of press forward and to keep, keep going. So I pray that you will, you know, seek God for what he would have you do for the, for your year. And, you know, we, we fast at the top of the year, but that doesn't mean that's the only time we fast. Um, fasting can, and can, and should be a regular practice, you know, Maybe you're fasting once a month. Maybe you're fasting, you know, once a quarter. Maybe you're just seeking God and God just tells you when to fast. Um, most church usually do two fasts a year, maybe one um, in the beginning of the year, maybe one in the mid-year. But for the most part, fasting is a daily practice that you can do by yourself. So between you and God, you can do with a friend and we do as a congregation. So I encourage you, if you have not started your fast, seek God about what he would have you to fast from and just do it. I promise it'll change your life. It'll draw you closer to him. It'll give you a certain level of peace and comfort like that no matter what's going on, like he's got you. He's got you completely in his wings. So I hope... (laughs) You know, this has given you some insight into fasting and I'm just going to pray for you really quickly so I can hop off because I don't want to take, um, you know, I want to be uh, mindful as a preacher would say, right, <laughs> to your time and, and to the restriction that God has given me with the time, with your time. So God, I thank you for each and every person that will hear this podcast that's listening right now, Lord God, that you would speak to them about what it is that you desire for them to do in this season. Um, We believe in the power of you and in the power of fasting. So I pray that you would just speak to each and every person who is listening about what it is that you would have them to give up in this season during this time, about how you would have them to seek you for your plan, for your purpose, and for your will for their lives. And I pray that you would bless them in an amazing way for their obedience. I pray that you would move mountains that they never thought imagined. I pray that yokes would be broken in ways that they never knew was possible. I pray that your freedom would spring forth in their life. I pray that everything that their hands touches will be so prosperous, Lord God. I pray that this will be the fast that changes everything. So I just bless you and I just praise you and I just worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, I do pray. Amen. So guys, I hope that helped, you know, a little snippet (laughs) of fasting. I, you know, and I encourage you, we're going to get through this together. So until next time, see ya.